Welcome friends, James Corbett here, 7th of February 2014. You are tuned into CorbettReport.com and today we are talking once again to Josh Del Sol of TakeBackYourPower.net and attentive listeners out there may remember Josh from a previous appearance on Corbett Report Radio way back when, when the Take Back Your Power project was still in its infancy, but it has now borne fruit and is now in fact a feature-length documentary that is available for viewing at TakeBackYourPower.net. So Josh, you've come a long way and uh, I'm very pleased to say that I've just watched your documentary documentary and it is very very interesting viewing so thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today absolutely james my pleasure to be here and uh you know thanks for all the the great content that you're putting up well let's uh let's get into this documentary obviously you've put a great deal of effort into this so i hope that people will take a look at it and um, perhaps some people will remember our previous conversation but for those who don't we're talking about the smart meters that are now being installed in municipalities across canada uh, across north america around the world and uh and they're they are meeting growing resistance but still there's a lot of people out there that don't even know that this is happening or what it's about so why don't we start at just sort of the ground ground basics and tell us a little bit about what this documentary is about and what smart meters are are really all about themselves absolutely james well um smart meters uh well essentially let me just back up a a step our film take back your power is it kind of connecting the dots on the issues surrounding the smart meter installations or advanced meter or upgraded meter whatever that current you know utility uh pr word of the day is for it but it's essentially um a growing concern to countries everywhere as you mentioned because they're getting around existing legislation and they're going against even democratic votes when i say they i mean utilities and governments working together and oftentimes utilities are incentivized to to push these these uh, metering systems through but the, essentially the the so-called smart meter is a uh, a wireless two-way transmission device that has the ability to uh, extract information from the home on energy use and in the future from all of the appliances, energy use and particular details down to the very, um, you know, high level of granularity, what's going on in your home and then report that back to the utility uh, through a, a mechanism by which the meters communicate to each other. So the meters would be bouncing to house to house to house. All of the data, which is, you know, easily uh, accessible uh, by anyone who, who who wishes to have it, of what's going on in your your own private dwelling, uh, and of course, uh, we have the NSA being implicated in this as far as data collection and storage. We have, um, uh, um, you know, hacking uh, potentials going on for for not only extracting the data from the home, but also being able to shut down uh, the home's access to electricity, to water, to gas. Uh, so really, this is a, a, a narrative that's unfolding that we've captured in the film of a, a homeowner completely losing the ability to be in control of the, the you know, the basics that sustain life in your own home. So in, 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 in addition to that basic issue, there's other issues that uh, are fueling a growing resistance, James, as you know, as we covered in the film, there's the increased billing that gets into the you know, the carbon tax and the carbon credit issue and, and the privilege of having energy in your own home rather than the affordable, right? Uh, there is the, we touched on the hacking vulnerability uh, and, and uh, the um, the health aspect. The, the meters are irradi- uh, emitting microwave uh, transmission pulses and also a, a decreased 
uh, uh, quality of electricity in the in the home, which is making people actually ill. And there's the, the the link with the fire. So this is really a narrative that's unfolding around the world. And there's all these reasons to sort of not let Big Brother in your home. And and that's what this this film is really covering. And I think you do an excellent job of that. You you do a, an admirable job of taking a lot of different sources from a lot of different localities, little municipalities across the United States, around Canada and other places, and, and put them together into that narrative. And I think it's important to do so because, of course, people you generally only ever see their local news. They don't see the local news from all the other municipalities that are having very similar um, uh, problems all around the world. So it is important yeah. to connect those dots as you do in the film. Let's tackle some of those areas that you that you raised there um, one by one. And I think the first one to, to talk about is those privacy and security uh, implications uh, that we have with these smart meters. And, and something that a, a lot of people out there don't know, I hope my listeners do, because I've talked about it a few times, but uh, former CIA director uh, Gen General Petraeus, before he was uh, brought down in his little scandal, um, openly admitted, yes, we're going to be spying on you through your dishwasher, through your fridge, through your toaster. Your electronic appliances are now going to be spying on you. This is, again, a concept that's just so bizarre and so Orwellian that most people don't understand. This is not sci-fi fantasy, but something that has been openly talked about by people like the, like the director of the CIA. Let's talk a little bit about that and how that will actually function in such a system. Yeah, well, the... There's a home area network. This is all being mapped out and planned out and integrated and installed as we speak um, around the world, as mentioned. But there's a, essentially there is there's a home area network and an H-A-N uh, for short that would the smart meter would be the crux of that. So the the meter would would communicate uh, consistently, constantly and 24 seven, you know, with a pulsed wireless uh, burst of communication every few seconds. Uh, most likely as the meter has been uh, measured at as pulsing every few seconds on the outside of the home back to the, you know, the other meters and, and eventually bouncing back to the utility. It's going to be communicating every few seconds or constantly on the inside of the home to every single appliance in the home. So these are the, the smart appliances and the smart TVs and this everything in the, the um, this sort of Orwellian uh, version of our future in our own homes is going to be what they're saying is, you know, James, the internet of things. Uh, this has been a kind of a buzzword uh, that's, that's come into um, the vernacular kind of in the last year or, or two about, uh, you know, everything going online, everything having an IP address. And, and as such, everything would be, would be, you know, connected in this larger scale network of which your home area network is a node in the worldwide centralized control grid, uh, which would have the ability to report back, you know, through the the smart meter or through the, you know, even all other appliances eventually bouncing back uh, to, to, you know, whoever is harvesting this data and controlling, uh, you know, the, again, the ability of you to have energy in the home. So basically, every single, imagine every single appliance, according to this, this plan, is going to have the ability to 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 extract data on on everything from I mean even in in Verizon's patent application from last year that was uncovered, uh, even the moods of the conversations, the moods of the individuals speaking, let alone what they say, uh, are going to be you know tracked in this in this dream world. Facial recognition technology, speech re recognition technology, and the idea from a marketer standpoint is that they would be able to, for example, on the smart TV application, be able to push 
to the viewers instantly what the you know the automated system feels that you need in that moment. And the example they use is, is if there's a uh, if, if they're having a, a couple is having an argument on the couch, then they would push to you, you know, marriage counseling at that time. That's how sort of uh, kind of creepy. I mean, uh, I, I didn't come into this project of this making this film with with any sort of bias. But I mean, to me, uh, that's that's just beyond what's acceptable. That's kind of beyond the, the creepy line, so to speak. Uh, and, and then, you know, that data not only going to marketers but being uh, siphoned into these you know, massive NSA uh, data centers like, is, like the one in Bluffdale, Utah. I think that's, that's really where it, it starts to really cross the creepy line, I think, for everyone. It's, this is not just about selling you better you know, toothpaste or something. This is about uh, giving all of this information ultimately to the NSA and the other spies that are already collecting massive amounts of data from us just through our internet searches. Well, imagine when everything becomes part of that internet and everything we do is tracked on a daily basis. And of course, you bring up the question of the creepy line and you do have some clips of Eric Schmidt in the documentary talking about the Google creepy line and where that uh, line may or may not be crossed. So I hope people will uh, will take a note of that during uh, during the, uh, the documentary. But let's uh, let's talk about some of the other aspects of the privacy and then the security and then the, the ability to control our own uh, appliances that this documentary raises. And uh, one that's, I think, particularly worrying is the idea that in the end, you might not even have control over your own appliances if the uh, if the electricity is being um, uh, centrally rationed in some way, then uh, then other uh, 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 outside agencies can actually determine what happens in your own home. And this has actually even been obliquely referred to by, by people like President Obama in some of his speeches talking about, well, you won't be able to set your thermostat the way you want, which again sounded like just an off-the-cuff crazy remark, but is actually possible given some of the technologies that the smart meter makes possible. Let's talk about that and, and where this might ultimately be leading. Yeah, well, speaking of Google, uh, there's an article that I wrote a couple of weeks ago on my website, uh, takebackyourpower.net, um, talking about the context. What is the understanding? How can we connect the dots on Google's recent $3.2 billion purchase of Nest? And of course, Nest is the, uh, the company that manufactures this oh-so-cool-looking smart thermostat that you know, monitors and records all of your decisions, you know, when you want to turn it up and when you want to turn it down and uses predictive programming uh, and automated algorithms to, you know, predict what uh, what it, it feels that you want at any given time. Um, so, you know, not only that, but all of those data points, everything that that device as a smart appliance and all the other smart appliances do that, again, it's extracted. And, you know, imagine... Uh, Google has already stated, and it's, this is all in, all in the film, that we, we kind of explain Google's demonstrated, you know, um, uh, lack of morals and ethics, I guess you could say, around not having a creepy line uh, in, in actual fact. But, it, but this, all of the data would be extracted from the home through something like a smart thermostat. Google would essentially be uh, running your own, running your home, and uh, transferring that data again. We know that it's they're they're working with the NSA and all these uh, clandestine agencies. So essentially, Google's purchase of the smart thermostat maker Nest 
essentially, if allowed to continue, if allowed to come to market and be like the, uh, you know, baseline smart thermostat or the baseline uh, device that's in everyone's home is they're, you know, taking away of your ability to run your own home, not only to be private, you know, have privacy in your own home, because that's out the window with this device, but also uh, to make decisions even about, you know, what, what temperature you want it in, in your own home. So this is one example of a smart appliance uh, being played out on a grand scale by you know, a, a giant such as Google. And again, the smart thermostat, it's designed to communicate with the meter in the home. The meter is the crux of the situation. That's why ev- anyone watching this, you need to realize that there's no requirement for you to accept a, a, a so-called smart meter on your, on your home. There's been more than a million people that have said, no, we don't, we don't want this. So we can't, we can't really say that Google, you're not allowed to make these creepy, you know, uh, uh, smart thermostat devices that that are designed to capture everything you do. We can't really, you know, s- vote and prevent that from happening. But we, what we can do is have a clear say on a device that the utility is trying to put on the home that would be the center point of the home area network in in our house. So we're realizing now that the NSA spying scandal was really the tip of the iceberg as far as capturing of the data and, and moving towards a surveillance state, what is being revealed now and what we're uncovering, uncovering in Take Back Your Power is that the whole, the whole home is being colonized by these, uh, this same corporatist uh, government structure that intends to essentially remove everyone's rights. And as unthinkable as that might be to people right now, presented in sort of a contextless way, of course, the way that this would or could be introduced would be through something like the carbon credit economy, which is uh, coming into view at any rate. It's not here yet, but it's certainly something that's been talked about, and one of the speakers in your documentary does mention this. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that is and how it might affect our ability to control our own devices at home, at our, in our home. Well, um, In the film, we have a clip from President Obama in 2008, where he basically just admitted that uh, in his version of cap and trade system, electricity rates are necessarily going to skyrocket. What are we seeing now? You know, every single utility that is going along with this plan are in the process of incrementally skyrocketing energy prices. Uh, We're, you know, we're seeing eight, 10, 30 percent rate jumps every year from utilities and uh it's only going to continue to go up that's in addition to the time of use billing that the smart meter will allow uh the utility to do so if you use energy you know during peak hours you're going to be paying double or triple than you would if you were using it in the middle of the night or whatever so you know it's kind of been telegraphed but as it's been telegraphed it's been done in the context of saving the environment so these, you know, corporatist governments have have used and the, the whole utility industry has gone along with it, used the people's good intentions to save the environment and be responsible environment, environmental stewards as context for them to limit uh, uh, anything uh, they want and impose any sort of, uh, you know, ramification for, you know, so the sky's the limit in the context of having less carbon emissions, uh, making it more difficult to use energy in a normal way because you're only allowed to 
to use this much, you know, a certain ration of energy. And of course, the the elites will have uh, more access to energy. And in this uh, system, it, it very much is appearing that, you know, the, the lower class and the elderly and those people with the, that are on a fixed income, James, are not going to be able to even uh, afford to heat their own home or use the appliances in a normal, you know, human way because uh, just because of how everything is rolling out and, and, and the limited access to energy. We're already seeing this in the UK. The energy minister in the UK basically, you know, said, or was it a, a top utility executive in the UK, actually recommended that people shower together to save energy. This is already happening in Australia. People are paying $550 per year now for electricity before they even receive one you know, watt of energy in their own home. And the, the ministers are now even just saying that we need to pay for things like the massive bills that we've incurred because of the smart meters being installed in everyone's homes. So this is the, the, the wheels are coming off this thing. It's up to all of us to kind of connect the dots and say, you know, we're not going to put up with this corruption. This whole thing is a possibly part of the world's largest corporate scam ever. And, uh, and, and that's what we're seeing uh, everywhere as more and more people wake up. Well, I would be tempted to ask rhetorically what, could, uh, what craziness could they dream up next, perhaps asking us to uh, collect rainwater to shower with, but I think you can be arrested in certain places of the United States for collecting rainwater. So right. Would they, would they suggest you collect rainwater to shower with it, or would they arrest you for doing that? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Kind of like... Either way, I think. <laughs> if you do or don't, you're damned. Um, we shouldn't joke about it. I mean, these are extremely serious issues, and, and it, is, it is just galling, the types of things that, that are happening right now. And again, so much of this does sound out there kind of sci-fi science fiction type stuff until you start realizing that it really is happening in different places around the globe. Um, there are, of course, a lot of really important concerns that we've talked about so far with privacy and security in your home. And there's the safety issue of these smart meters themselves and uh, fires and, and other things that are being caused by them. But I think the most worrying aspect of this that you raise in your documentary are the health effects or at least the, the potential health ramifications of these smart meters. Let's talk a little bit about that and what your research has uncovered in terms of how this actually imp impacts on people's health. Yeah, because of there's so many entry points to for people to not want one of these devices on their home, uh, the you know the spectrum that's covered is is everywhere across the spectrum. It's not just a, a Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or left or right or whatever. This is a total bipartisan issue um, for the reasons that we're you know we're talking about now. These just Pick your reason on why you don't want to have one, but make up your mind, you know, to to not have one. So, what we're seeing is that even though uh, mainstream science says and kind of predicts that these levels of microwave or wireless transmissions should be safe, uh, they're not in real practice. There's we there's growing evidence, an avalanche of evidence is mounting, independent research. And uh, thousands of published scientific studies published for the, you know, since the 1930s have indicated that this type of, of microwave radiation, even though it's, it's uh, producing what's called a non-thermal effect, in other words, it's not causing tissue heating in the body, it still is producing a functional impairment or some sort of symptom in a significant percentage of people. 
So not everyone is going to feel it. Not everyone's going to have a headache or difficulty sleeping, but a, a significant percentage of, of the population are. And the science is also showing that at the cellular level, that anyone standing within a, a you know, a, a range, a sh rather short range, but this test was for two minutes, uh, anyone uh, standing within a, a certain distance from the meter actually had live blood cell changes within 45 seconds of that device uh, and, you know, whatever's going on in it, with it, with the electric field and the magnetic field that's created in addition to the wireless uh, radiation. The bottom line of this is that the science behind microwave radiation, behind wireless uh, uh, radiation has been skewed is what we're uncovering since like around the 1950s and 60s when researchers and industry were kind of working together along with the military to create a context in which this type of, of uh, transmission would be, would be safe. So basically the decision was made at that point decades ago that the, the non-thermal effects are questionable at best and we don't want to address them. They may exist, but we're going to continue to, to, to you know, build out um, networks and devices and you know, cell towers and cell phones and Wi-Fi and smart meters and all this stuff to make a, to make a, a mesh grid. They still, the industry still, even though there's more than 6,000 published scientific studies, uh, James, that, that indicate that there's a problem here, they're not taking any of that science into account. And the issue, of course, is that we could make ourselves extinct before we wake up and realize that there's something uh, problematic about uh, cancer rates being linked, double-strand DNA breakage being linked, decrease in fertility being directly linked, uh, insomnia and and uh, you know uh, hemorrhaging in the in the brain and tumors and you, you know you name it, ringing in the ears and nausea and skin rashes. All of this was on a 1972 report from the uh, U.S. Navy that had summarized 2,300 studies. I believe the number was. And all of these symptoms are exactly the same symptoms that a certain subset of the people uh, around the world are having after they have a smart meter installed. So there's the circumstantial evidence is there, the published evidence is there. The fact that the industry or government has never done a single study to even find out if these devices are safe, um, that's there, as well as the uh, measured understanding that every single digital smart or advanced meter downgrades the electrical uh, um, the, the electricity in your house. So it produces something called voltage transients, high frequency voltage transients or dirty electricity in your house that was never there before with the old analog meters uh, that worked for a hundred years. And these ones only are expected to work for five or seven before requiring replacement or upgrade. But with these, with these old ones, they never had a switching mode power supply. They never converted the energy from AC to DC. The new ones do. The, the, uh, the um, dirty electricity in the house is, in some cases, extraordinarily high. The utilities do not want to touch this, uh, but electricians are, are knowing increasingly. And this might actually, as we covered in the film, this might actually be as great or possibly greater of a factor for producing all of these harmful effects that we're seeing 
um, as compared to the wireless radiation. So the, the, the two, the, the, the pulsed radiation and the dirty electricity are the, the two uh, main things that are causing, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people, uh, um, probably millions actually around the world that haven't connected the dots uh, to, be, to be functionally impaired by these things. That's right. And you do talk to some of the individuals who have been affected by some of these issues. Tell us about some of the people you talked to for this film. Oh, yeah. Um, we've interviewed more than 70 people for the film and as well as using, you know, uh, third party footage, uh, Edward Snowden and former CIA director, director James Woolsey and a number of other powerful interviews which help us connect the dots together. Um, but uh, probably about 30 or 35 of those that we interviewed were people that experienced problems with, with smart meters uh, and or this, this type of, of radiation. That's actually what put me on this path was um, a friend of mine in Vancouver, British Columbia, where I was living at the time, uh, sent, sent me a, a series of text messages. So she wasn't a technophobe. She used Wi-Fi. She used cell phones. But from the first hour the meter was installed, she wasn't able to, to you know, be feeling okay in her body. She had a skin rash and got nausea and couldn't sleep in her home from the first night. She didn't know that the meter was installed until following after those symptoms. So the placebo effect wasn't, wasn't possible, but she found out later. Um, so that, that's one example of, of a certain, you know, of, of most people who are affected by this don't know it's the meter because this hasn't been talked about in any you know, intelligent way. If it has been, it's been whitewashed in the media to make the, the people who are millions of people who are saying no to smart meters seem like kooks. Um, so people haven't really connected the dots yet. That's one of the things that we're hoping to obviously to do with the film around the world. Um, but one lady I'll, I'll mention, there was a lady in, in Sacramento, uh, and she grew up in Eastern Europe and she, she went to the, um, SMUD, which is the Sacramento uh, Municipal Utility Department, and she, at, a, at a public hearing, she basically said re repeatedly, she went to multiple meetings, and she basically said, since that meter's installed, I can't sleep, I'm having nosebleeds, I'm having headaches. I literally, she's just like a 75-year-old lady. I literally have to go uh, in the other room uh, because the you know her bedroom's next to the wall of meters on the outside of it. I literally have to go into the other room and put a, a sleeping bag on the floor to to be able to sleep at night. So they um, a, a a technician went to her home, measured these the dirty electricity, these high voltage transients coming from the the um, uh, the, the the meters, and it's it's literally something like twenty thousand more than twenty thousand units. So it's more than um, more than 40 times higher than the, the safety standard in some countries in, in Asia. Uh, so, so she was having all of these, these issues and she's going to the utility and she's basically like pouring her heart out. She's so moved that she's, uh, she's shaking. And, uh, and this is in the film, by the way, this clip is in the film and, and the, the utility board basically just cuts her off and basically says, Thank you for coming. Your time is up. So my question is, in what context are they telling the 75-year-old lady that her time is up? You know, what's really being said here when we're not listening to, to experiences such as this, which are being had uh, all around the world? So the, the, uh, the health aspect could potentially be 
the, the most significant in the long term for the human race, if we allow this to continue. But the problem is, is that the utility and industry and cell phone and industry and government have created a false conversation in which they, they want to establish a controversy. Now, this was done by smoking uh, executives in the 1960s, Brown and Williamson. You know, we want to establish a controversy. We don't know whether it's safe, so more testing is needed. This conversation is going to continue to go as long as they will would possibly allow uh, it it to go before you know their cash cows are 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 cut off. Uh, so so that the problem is is when you tell people that this is actually really unsafe, uh, there's this this kind of program response that you know we've been led to believe that Wi-Fi is safe and cell phones are safe and we can actually hold cell phones next to our brain even though it says in the manual do not hold a cell phone closer than half an inch or five eighths of an inch to your head. It says that look in your cell phone manual. Uh, and, and, you know, we've been, and cell towers in our backyard, oh, we're conditioned kind of not to pay any attention to that, even though childhood leukemia is multiple times higher, uh, within a half mile of, of those things as proven in, in peer reviewed science. So I think that we need to be aware of how severe the potential, you know, or the actual issue, the health issues are with this smart meter, smart appliance, microwave deployment, but at the same time, realize that the public, where the people are at is they're, they're asking more questions. Everyone is asking more questions, even like, you know, mainstream people, you could say, do I really want the NSA and Google and this big corporatist uh, sociopathic, you know, oligarchy to, to, to know everything I do? So we need to meet that conversation where it's at and then introduce the fact that that's just the tip of the iceberg. Here's what's actually going on on a deeper level. This is how the dots connect, and this is what you can do. You can say no to having one of these meters on your home. That's what we attempted to do in the film, it's, which is getting great uh, feedback, and you know, audiences are, are really enjoying the, the truth that we're bringing out. And we actually, um, I'm pleased to say that we just won the Transformational, year, Transfer, Transformational Film of the Year Award uh, from Aware Guide. Um, and, uh, that's hopefully going to allow us to reach more people, uh, with the film. Well, you talk about opening a more intelligent conversation about these issues. And I think that's exactly what the film does. And I appreciate the fact that the film ends on the positive note of what people can actually do about these issues. So let's talk a little bit about that because we don't want to just leave people powerless, um, to use the, uh, the, the operative word. Obviously, there the people do have the power in these types of issues, and people are already having an effect on some of these. Let's talk about that. Yeah, if you, you know, when you watch the film, don't just watch it half, halfway through and figure there's nothing you can do about it. You need to finish it all the way, and you need to um, get together with, with people in your community if you can, or, or send it to, to other people, uh, family and friends. And, and you know, local groups are really changing the the, um, the conversation, James, and this is exciting. Already, uh, the film has been out since um, uh, September of 2013, and already we're seeing uh, more than a handful of local governments and city councils who have had the chance to watch the film, you know, as a city council, who have, have chosen, okay, there's serious problems here. They've, they've, they've seen there's serious problems with this deployment. We're not going along with it. We're either going to, you know, we're, we're going to hold it for now. We're going to, you know, do more research or, or you know, wait for until it's proven okay in order to do it. And uh, overall, so already the film's having that effect because 
you know, you as viewers are taking the film into, you know, meet with in person and bringing copies of the DVD or doing a screening for uh, the, the public officials in your area. This is very much a grassroots movement. We've done 90 community screenings uh, so far around the world. And this is what's what's kind of driving the change. You know, I, I'm, I can't fix this by myself. You know, I kind of spearheaded the film and now it's kind of it's taking on a life of its own and people can can use it to create effective change in their community. So in the greater picture, since 2010, uh, there's been hundreds of local governments who have issued a moratorium against the installation of these meters. Now, in some cases, those local governments uh, have not been able to enforce or have not had the political will, you could say, to enforce their moratorium, their request for moratorium. So utilities such as in California, PG&E, are just attempting to steamroll uh, the the installation of, of smart meters. Uh, but also, also in other cases, uh, city councils such as you know Fair, uh, Fairfax uh, uh, and Sebastopol, California, have actually made it illegal uh, for a utility to install a smart or advanced or upgraded meter. So they criminalized the installation of these meters by attaching a $500 fine, in the case of uh, Sebastopol, uh, to every meter that the utility attempts to install. Now, that's creating kind of the standoff situation. So that wouldn't happen if people just kindly wrote request letters or, or you know, applied or, or please, you know, I ask you, it, I apply to your sense of decency. I don't want to have a smart. No, we need to start increasing the level of force in our process and say, you know what, you are criminals. What you're doing is against the constitutional law. It's against common law. It's against anything, you know, uh, moral and, and, and ethics based. Uh, and you will be held accountable as corporations, but more importantly, as individuals at the heads of these corporations, on the boards of these corporations, in government, who have the ability to say no to this agenda. But so far, you haven't. Okay, so here's the information. And you have you now have the ability to say no. And there's going to be all these people in your constituent base that are going to have access to this documentation, which makes you, it's a cert, it asserts the fact that you're financially liable and they will be able to sue you. And hopefully we don't have to do this with too many public officials before everyone gets it. Um, you know, but that's the kind of direction that it's going because right now, James, most utilities are just allowing opt out for a fee and some of them not even allowing opt out at all. But this opt out for a fee thing, it doesn't really work because as, as Jerry Day states in the film, it's kind of like, you know, paying someone not to rob you. <laughs> or it's like, you know, this, this, the school bully on the playground, you're actually, you know, um, uh, sucking up to him so he doesn't beat you up and take your lunch every day. So it's kind of like the, the Neville Chamberlain of the 20 or 30s or whenever that was, where, where we tried to appease Hitler, but it didn't work. So that's what's going on is we have to we have to, you know, meet force with force, but not from an angry place, not from a disempowered place, but from a place where we're connected, where, you know, we're we're doing it for the right reasons. We're doing it for the love of our freedoms and life in general and each other. And then we're accessing those unalienable rights that um, that this illusory system of you know, the society has convinced us that we no longer have. We still have them. We always have. It's a function of being alive. 
and uh, and we can choose to wake up and assert them at at any time. We're starting starting to see more of more um, you know grassroots processes that access this kind of truth and and our remembrance of rights and and dealing with with this issue. Well, I think one of the, uh, the the great quotations that you include in the documentary, and I'm glad you did so, is Alice Walker's quotation, the, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. So I think people have to overcome that mindset f- at first that they are powerless and, and to realize that, again, people are taking back their power in, in place after place, and it can be done. And on that note, of course, one of the ways that people can do this is by setting up a screening of the documentary itself. Tell us about that screening process and how people can uh, can, can do that. I'll just uh, briefly mention before talking about uh, screenings, um, the first thing that people need to know and need to do is to write your utility a letter saying you don't want a smart meter, you will not accept an, an advanced meter or upgrade, whatever they're calling it, you don't want it. Okay, there's templates on our site, takebackyourpower.net, click the take action button, and there's links and templates and a bunch of information there that can walk you through the process. So, you know, you don't, we, you don't need to connect all the dots in order to say no or in order to demand that that meter be removed uh, from your home. So you have those rights. As far as the, uh, the community screenings, anyone can go to the screenings page on our website and request to host a community screening. We are now uh, requiring anyone who wants to host a screening um, you need to fill that form out so that then we can help properly support you with, with what you need and to do an actual, you know, functional screening. <laughs> uh, so go to the host screening page, fill that out. And, and there's actually, we're waiving right now, we're waiving all screening licensing fees. Uh, so anyone can host a screening for free who's not charging admission. But what we, what we are asking to support our work and continued you know, work and getting this information out and doing all the promotion, we're asking for there to be DVDs available at all screenings. So there's links that you can buy wholesale packs of 10 or 30 or 100 uh, DVDs. And that not only supports our work, allows us to continue, but it gets, it supports you and your screening and your community. Every one of these copies of the film is really serving to wake people up. And the more, you know, copies, the faster that it can happen in a given community. All right, excellent. Well, it is good to hear. And once again, people can go to takebackyourpower.net for more um, to, to see the film, to, to, to find out more, to take action, to look at the research and the articles that you're writing there. So import, lots of important information at the website, once again, that will be linked in the interview uh, show notes. But uh, let's just uh, let's just reflect uh, for a moment on the way that this film is being received. You note, uh, for example, that you just won an important uh, award. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's a Viewer's Choice Award. Um, it's the, uh, the, the film, the transformational film of, of 2013, um, uh, is sponsored by aware guide. So they basically had, as I understand it, 77 films in the running in the final, um, vote, there was 33 films and we actually merged as a tie with the ghosts in our machine, uh, for the, for top honors on that. So we had more than 4,500 people from around the world. Um, you know, saw that we were uh, in the in the 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 running for the award and voted, and uh, and it and it worked. So uh, obviously, I wanted to express huge gratitude for for the Take Back Your Power fans out there and those who are helping to get the word out for taking the time to vote because that allows us to hopefully be able to distribute on a on a higher basis. Right now, it's basically it's word of mouth. 
Um, we haven't landed significant distribution. We're hoping on doing that now, but you can watch the film on our website on video on demand or buy DVDs, community screenings. And, um, we are getting huge, you know, hugely positive, um, uh, you know, results or feedback from, from the film and from screenings. Um, it's funny if you go to IMDB, there's, there's a bunch of really solid ratings and then there's about three or four ones like the lowest number you, you can do. So it's they're either really up here or they're really here. So this is an issue that obviously tends to polarize uh, in the sense of those that have a vested interest in the system of control and are gaining from it and benefiting from it versus the rest of us who are, you know, wanting to move to a, basically a better way of living on the planet. You know, we don't need centralized control structures anymore. We don't need, especially ones that are, rationing out energy and and holding it over our heads that if we're going to be dissenters on anything that they say or any demands or wishes that they make they're going to revoke our rights to be able to have have energy and that which sustains us i mean it's beyond absurd uh so um yeah, I hope that answered your your question, James. It, as far it as does, that. and and I think uh, as you noted before, the only people who really do want these things to be installed are those with a direct economic interest in seeing them installed. I, I don't see uh, anyone clamoring to get these installed in them. And although it may be one of the lesser issues involved with all of this, I find that the uh, the the ruination of the adjective smart in combination with these technologies is is unfortunate because uh, again, it's it's almost encoded into the language itself that we have to like it oh it's smart meters it's smart technology it must be good so we had i think a, we need we to counteract a, that as well yeah we have a former apple executive in the film who addressed that addresses that in the, in such a beautiful way and i'll leave that to the to the viewer to, to check out but the, it really it truly is james it's like the 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 wordsmithing and the and the the changing of meanings of words the social engineering that's taken place even if you look at the example around the word smart okay like smart car right smart energy smart you know getting to the smart meters and the smart appliances but we're just you know totally being bombarded with um with wordsmithing that has created this context of that we have to sort of go with these popularized meanings of words and to our own detriment so we literally have to to disable these social engineering programs which have unwittingly been installed in our in our psyches and our subconsciouses, uh, in in order to really to get to the bottom of of, uh, of what's going on. But you know, with with like your work and guys like you know Richard Grove at Tragedy and Hope and all these amazing alternative uh, sources of media are helping us to really get clear on thinking. Okay, the process of looking at what's going on, thinking for yourself and not taking some corporatized uh, version of, of wordsmithing, you know, not, not staying at that level. So really understanding that there's a Hegelian tactic being played and seeing that there's the problem of, of uh, global warming or climate change. There's the reaction of we need to cap um, emissions and there's the solution of smart everything, of smart meters and smart cities and smart growth and whatever. You know, it's been totally hijacked. That has been completely, that's a false uh, that's a, a false uh, conversation that's, that's, that's happened. We've been hijacked along the way. We've got the wrong solution. And so by understanding, preemptively understanding those Hegelian dialectics before they happen, that's the only way that we're going to be able to, um, to really, you know, 
proceed as a civilization, if you will. But we are seeing huge positive uh, changes and people are waking up and they're just tired of all the crap. And Germany, for example, has said, we don't want smart meters because our, uh, our, our firm, Ernst, Ernst & Young, who did a comprehensive support or comprehensive report rather on the cost benefit analysis of smart meters said that there's no way that this could be a, a financially viable project for you to do. This would be billions of dollars. The, the return would be nil. Uh, the citizens of Germany would be paying for it through the nose like in everywhere else they already are. Uh, and then a month later, it came out in Bloomberg that the, another major reason was, you know, Germany saying no to the smart meters uh, is because of privacy. Well, they just experienced full-blown fascism only 70 years ago. You know, as I mentioned um, uh, previously, the, the question is, do we need to experience full-blown fascism here before we're ready to say no to corporatism? I certainly hope the answer is no, but I guess that's up to us to to determine. So, uh, Josh Del Sol, TakeBackYourPower.net, I think we'll leave it there for today. But, of course, this is a developing campaign, so I hope we'll have you back on in the future to continue talking about it. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, James. It's been a pleasure.